0: This is The Jason Jones Show,
1: powered by Mudhouse Media. Now, here's Jason Jones.
0: Aloha, everybody, and welcome to The Jason Jones Show. I am your host, Jason Jones, broadcasting from the beautiful hill country of Texas. All right, guys, you better buckle up, because my guest today is the legend the UFC Hall of Fame, former heavyweight champion of the world, the movie star, the author, the all-around good man, Boss Rutan. And uh, the reason Boss is on the show today is we're going to talk about what is it to be a good man. I saw a video that he made a couple of days ago. It went viral. Boss Rutan, the UFC legend, the, the mixed martial arts pioneer, has called men to join him in Exodus 90. What is Exodus 90? Exodus 90 is a discipline that men have around the world have come together to do 90 days of prayer, fraternity, and asceticism. And Boss Rutan is doing this. He said, you think you're a tough guy? Join me on Exodus 90. And he goes on and on and on. And then he says, you know, by the way, part of Exodus 90 is cold showers, regular exercise, getting a full night's sleep, no alcohol, no uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, no staring at your screens unless it's for work. And I thought, listening to Boss Root and talk about what it is to be a man, I wished that I could have heard that explanation of manliness when I was 14, 15, 17, 29 years old. And I thought, well, Boss is my friend. He lives in the neighborhood. Let me see if he'll come over to my house I'm going to set up the studio in my home gym and invite the great Boss Rutan onto the show to encourage all the men who are listening and the women who are listening to get the men in their lives to join us in our Exodus 90. Now, it's already started. You're a couple days in, so what? Um, But we're going to talk to Boss Rutan about what it is to be a man and uh, what is this Exodus 90. Before we begin, though, this episode is being brought to you by the Vulnerable People Project, Standing in solidarity with the most vulnerable people in the world. You know what it is to be a man? To get between the vulnerable and the violent. And that's what we do over there at VPP. And right now, our heroes on the ground, our ground team in Afghanistan. If you go on Google, look up the weather, a blistering cold front is coming into Afghanistan, 20 degrees below zero. Our teams are racing to get as much coal and food around the country to the widows and orphans of our Afghan allies who were killed in action so that they can survive this brutal storm and this horrible winter. And that is all thanks to those who support our work, from securing churches in Nigeria, from extremists, to advocating for the Christians who have been disappeared in China by the brutal CCP, fighting for the Uyghur. At the Vulnerable People Project, what we do is we get between the vulnerable and the violent. We stand with the most vulnerable people in the world when it is most challenging. And you can do that too, by going to thegreatcampaign.org and becoming a monthly donor And check out the work we do. This episode is also being brought to you by Epoch Times. Go to IReadEpoch.com. In order to be free, you have to be informed. You are going to be, this this is Epoch Times, it's a good name. It's going to be an epic couple of months as the House of Representatives begins launching investigation after investigation after investigation. And Epoch Times is going to be all over this. You're not going to want to miss out. So go to IReadEpoch.com. Use the code Jason Jones, and your first month subscription to the best newspaper in the world is only a dollar. All right, let's get ready to find out what it is to be a man with the great boss Rutin on the Jason Jones Show. <laughs> Root and welcome to the Jason Jones Show.
1: Yeah, I'm very happy to be here, Jason.
0: Osh. Osh. All right, boss. I saw this viral video of yours the other day, and uh, it was awesome. The only problem was it's like 30, ter- 30 years too late. I wish I would have seen that, that video uh, when I was a 17 year old boy. Actually, that's 35 years, it's 35 years too late. It's yeah, uh, but I'm so grateful for it, and I thought. I got to have Boss Rudin on the Jason Jones show to talk to us about what it is to be a man.
1: And look how easy that was, right? Just pick up the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, listen. I I wish I had a guy who told me, gave me that message 35 years ago. I mean, it would have completely changed me. I mean, if y'all look back now, I would have been. I still would have been a fighter, uh, but I would have had zero tattoos, zero profanity. I would be the cleanest fighter. But then while I was fighting, would just destroy people and then spread the word. How cool would that be? So you would have been a better fighter, you think? I think so. I truly believe so, you know. And, uh, you know, I've always been blessed with having great uh, habits, you know. It, it was necessary for me because of my diseases that I had. So I had to really always focus on what I wanted things. Because if you have an asthma attack for a week and you cannot even eat because you can't breathe, well, going to town, uh, going a to flight the stairs down, it's good. It's a freaking, uh, it's a freaking nightmare. Yeah, you know? Sorry about so, that. Let's fix so, this over here. Yeah, All right, yeah. there we go.
0: All right, boss, so sure. you, the reason why you're perfect for this is when I was a young boy, my father went off to the military when I was two or three. My parents had me when they were teenagers. My mother was 16, and but I got a black belt magazine like when I was eight years old. That changed my life. That became where I looked for what it meant to be a man, into martial arts. Also, I would... Um, collect bottles along the side of the road or go through garbage cans, dumpster diving with my friends to get bottles. And in the day, glass bottles, you get a lot of money oh, as a kid. Oh, we do, man, yeah.
1: And then we would go to – We stole them too, by the way. Yeah, yeah the I didn't want to before. admit that. I didn't want to admit that. I <laughs> stole a before. lot of
0: martial arts books. I once
1: – No, but me, glasses. I, oh. I like crates with bottles because they were empty. We would grab them from the back of the store, mm. and we would go to the front door, and we just brought them in. And all of was like eight bucks a, a whole a yeah. chest. You know, so then if you like five of them, that's some <laughs> serious money, that. you know, so it's crazy. The but, good news is
0: we're promoting crimes that you can't do today.
1: Yeah, exactly. But it's also, uh, you know, it's a long time ago. We, we're different guys now.
0: We're different guys now. But, you know, so I would get Muscle and Fitness Magazine. I would get Black Belt Magazine. And I would get Soldier of Fortune Magazine. Oh, yeah. And these were my guides on what it is to be a good man. In, my, in me as a little boy, I wanted to be a good man. Yeah. And so I was looking and probably in the 70s and 80s those were not the best places to look no. but they were but that's where I looked and I'm guessing martial arts you wanted to be a good man yeah. you had a drive to be a good man
1: yeah but I, I started martial arts because i got bullied you know because of my skin disease and, and 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 that's why after a movie from Bruce Lee i started really focusing on martial arts so for me it was payback for me, I literally made a list with all the guys who bullied me and I went after them <laughs> It was pathetic because some we of them We need a cartoon, literally.
0: like they have the young Chris Rock, they have the young uh, we need the young boss. Oh, that would be an awesome be, cartoon.
1: Listen, some of them were say, I'm so sorry, I don't even remember. I go, Well, I remember, sorry, boink, and I would knock him out. I was just relentless at that moment because it hurt me so much. You know, you hear about all these stories. Now, for instance, in Idaho, the killer, right, the guy with yes. who killed, also been bullied relentlessly, yes. especially by ladies. And listen, I condone it. Of course, it's really, really bad, and I, I you can never do a thing like that. I can understand it. I can understand it in his warped mind. I remember this thing, and I, I've said this before in an interview. I was, I, I think, I saw a, a Tarzan movie or something, and they started bullying me on the on the playground, and there were trees there. And I grabbed a branch and I wanted to swing with the branch and I stomp him in the chest like you see in the movies. Okay. And the branch broke and I fell on the ground and all these kids around me pointing oh, down geez. and they're laughing. And I used to live like 200 yards away from the school. And I run home and everybody's laughing. Yeah, run, 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 run. And I come and I grab a kitchen knife and I start running back. And my mother thankfully saw me running uh, through the window and she started chasing me and, and she stopped me. Until this day, I don't know what I would have done. But I was freaking living,
0: and this is when you were already. I was hit like eleven, your... twelve years oh, old, okay. you know.
1: So it was like it escalated, and I don't know what I would have done. So you know, I can understand it. Of course, it's the most horrible thing. You can never do a thing like that. But you push a person to a certain uh, to the brink, you know, and then you know you never know what's going to happen.
0: No, it's really sad. When I was actually in Chicago, and I'm from Chicago in 1995 to fight in the, for the U.S. Kyokushin Championships to go to the World Tournament. And I'm from there. I was living in Hawaii since I was 17. I went to a bar with my friends, and there was a kid that I relentlessly bullied in junior high. And I bullied him because I was moved to this new neighborhood where I was bullied, and this kid was openly a neo-Nazi, kind of a young... So it was like I had permission.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
0: felt like I wasn't bad. I felt like I was doing something virtuous by picking on this kid. Yeah. And so I was like I had a, a free pass to bully this kid, and I bullied him a lot. I saw him at this bar... And I walked up to him. This was 1995. His name was Dave. And I said, Dave, I just want to say I was really horrible to you as a kid. And I, I apologize for that. And, um, and how's life going? And he said, uh, well, you know, uh, I'm, uh, I have to report to prison in about two weeks. Okay. And I remember thinking, did I play a role in that? Like, Did I play a role in what, how he spiraled out of control? I don't know what he was going to prison for or whatnot. He seemed like a nice enough guy at the time when I saw him at the bar.
1: Well, you say it's a Nazi, right?
0: Yeah, he was. you know what he was? A, he was a 9-year-old, 11-year-old boy. Oh, okay. We were yeah. 11-year-old kids.
1: They're just probably the parents. Or, Uncle, you know, kids are silly. You know,
0: the, Taika Waititi, who's Jewish, who made that beautiful movie, um, Jojo Rabbit, one of my favorite films. You really need to see it. Taika, who's a little Jewish kid, said he went and growing half Maori, half Jewish, growing up in New Zealand. He went through a phase where he was obsessed with drawing swastikas. Wow. He's Jewish he said he, it was like a, he couldn't stop doing it, he would do it in secret and just
1: do it the other way around to have that in in, in, in Buddhism Japan or in the Hinduism. Hinduism, yeah, it's a good thing,
0: so but you know, but I just thought I had a green card to to pick on this kid, yep, and I did, and then I remember thinking did i you know did I play a role in whichever direction the guy so we never know what happens so when you see like this this killer yeah. um you know in a way the the people who picked on him had a hand in it.
1: It's, it's something started you know it started and you can never blame. and it, listen he, he he has the problem of course there's a mental thing going on yeah. that's of course you can never take that away but like i said i can understand i'll never i hope and wish it never happened to anybody It's this the it's like the biggest nightmare there is i just got a, a message from a person who who did uh, the exodus 90 for the third time and he says uh, no he's going to do it for the third time and then he said after the second time he did it like two weeks later he lost a kid One of his kids. And I go, you see, that is like the worst thing that can happen to a parent. I think that is, yeah, you you don't wish that to your enemy, right? That's So So I can understand it, of course, horrible. But, you know, you push somebody, you never know where it's going to go. You really don't.
0: So you said, I didn't even say it yet. I'll say it in the introduction. Exodus 90, you made a viral video for Exodus 90 on what it is to be a man. So martial arts, you weren't looking at martial arts as a way to be a good man.
1: No, not at all. As Batman, actually. No, Batman. No, because I wa- with you, same to you, I, I, I was justified. They were bullying me relentlessly. Ah. I was allowed So you were being that. a good man. You were uh, on. a, yeah. you were a ronin
0: oh. on, you were a samurai, you were Musashi. Dude, the first, time, the, Musashi <laughs> uh,
1: the first time I knocked out my bully, it was the biggest bully in my school. And then I realized how easy it was. I go, whoa. And then I started going after everybody. And then all the kids who got bullied, guess who took care of those problems. That's, you, I became the bully guy. The, I, I attacked all the bullies from every kid. So I, I was looking forward to school if a kid <laughs> got bullied or a new kid got bullied. Oh, I was hilarious. I came to a new school one time because they kicked me off the one school. I, my mom, poor mom had a lot of problems with me because I, I was a very, nobody wanted to hang out with me because I was the leper in school. That's what they called me. I had a horrible skin disease. So nobody wanted to hang out with me. And as a kid, if you don't get positive attention, well, you, you're going to get it negative, right? So you yeah. did all the crazy stuff. And I remember I go to an and they were already like, I was 12, and they were like 15, so they shouldn't have been in that school, but they've been, they did a few times that, you know, they had to do, redo the school because they were not the smartest kid. and I saw them smoking, they were smoking, and immediately I know there's going to be a problem, and one of them, he looks, and he nods over to his friend, like look there, and I came on with my bicycle, and he rose in front, of and as, just before I hit him, he jumps in front of me, and I just decided to go full blast against him, so boom, he fell down, and then he very cool. He, he grabbed a cigarette and he put it away. He says, uh, "I'm going to take care of a problem here. I'm, I'm going to take care of a problem here." Boom! And he was out. <laughs> and that, that, that's how. That's how I get introduced to that school. So everybody was my friend immediately. You see. So once you have that power, see?
0: No, I'm doing, I want the rights to this cartoon series.
1: Huh? <laughs> I want the rights to this. Kids are going to love this. I have a crazy, a really crazy life. I should, I should write it down because. But it, you know, it's one of those lives that you. A lot, a lot of guys in my situation, your situation, everybody, we go through certain things. It's most of the time, it is bullying, or maybe the father was something bad, or you know, there is a reason that you become a fighter, right? I mean, you're not going to choose. You're not BJ Penn, BJ Penn, who grows up in a great family and everything is nice and dandy, and then he becomes a freaking world champion. That is something crazy. And a product, and I had
0: the privilege of seeing BJ Penn as a blue belt. Unbelievable. And man. just going, yeah. and people were just buzzing about him in Hawaii, like. You know, he was from the Big Island. He would come. I trained with Helson Gracie, and this is in the early 90s. I love Helson, man. And um, we trained at the University of Hawaii. We didn't know what we had. Like, we didn't know the treasure. Yeah. You'd just come, and there would be a young woman with a hat and a checklist. And if you had the money, she'd check the box. If you didn't, she'd circle it. I remember one time I had 35 circles because I didn't pay, you know. Oh, shit. But it was oh no. Helson didn't care, you yep. know. Helson was a great guy, and um, and then BJ Penn came through. So you're right, he, and he, but he's a Hawaiian kid. He had to have some his fair share of scraps growing up. Oh I yeah, hundred Also fighting. with his yeah. brothers,
1: you know, it's a great yeah. family. I love those guys as well. But but the fact that you know he got an, a black belt within four years, and everybody gave him crap in Brazil, and then he goes to the World Championships and he beats the Brazilians. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you see now, <laughs> after within four years of time getting a black belt, that's unheard of. No, that's nobody bizarre. ever did that. To this day. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was really cool. It was a big you know, one of my big biggest compliments I have ever had was because I never had a coach as, as grappling, as a grappling coach. And in two thousand one I made the boss Ruthers big DVDs of combat. I see the books here that you have. <laughs> yeah, right. Boss You're books. gonna sign it. And so I made the big DVDs of combat and and um and, and one day I got a phone call from an, an unknown number and I pick up and he says, Hey it's BJ. I said, BJ who, BJ Penn. I go, yeah, right. So I thought it was a joke. And said, no, what no, year was, was this this is like in 2000, 2000. Okay. it was when he was going to face uh, Matt Hughes. use okay i remember because he said after the end, I, I gotta go because i got i'm running for uh for the fight but anyway he said hey listen i just saw your dvds your instructional dvds your groundwork i go uh oh what and he goes who's your teacher i said nobody I, I taught myself he says that hand control and all the stuff that you do but control the heels and the toes he says you came up with that I go, yeah, because otherwise people escape, right? Without a gear. I figured out the good. He said, dude, that's really amazing. That's unbelievable. I mean, it's a really good instructional. He says, I got to go. I said, oh, wait, wait, wait. Can I use your quote? (laughs) Because that's a big quote to have on the DVD set, Uh, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that was a very big compliment to get that from uh, BJ. So, boss,
0: when did you, this design, you know, I've I've gotten to know you personally. You, You know, we live in the same neighborhood now, go to mass together. I see you at daily mass. You've prayed the rosary. Almost every day? Every day. Or every day?
1: I never missed one. Since I started. 2015, I started. uh, Yeah, I never missed one.
0: Okay, you inspired me. So Advent, I started. I said, I'm not going to miss. Yeah. I've already missed one day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Then double up one day. That's what I do. That's what I do on a Wednesday or on a Friday, you know, when I do eat meat. But when you go somewhere and Mm -hmm. somebody prepares meat, well, it will be not nice to not eat it. So then you're allowed to eat it. But still, when I do it, then I'll do an extra rosy. You know, just so does that, oh, if that counts, because here's what I found.
0: So I, I don't know, I'm sure you do this. So I started, okay, I'm going to do a rosary a day. I also said, I'm not going to listen to anything, not even books on tape or, or audible uh, or podcasts when I drive. I'm just, I'm going to do either pray the rosary or quiet. Yep. And well, what's ended up happening is I usually play, pray all the mysteries that day. Yep. Um, or I'll pray two, three or all of them. But I did miss like two days ago. My son had shooting practice and then this and then that. I had all these excuses and I get home. I'm like,
1: Paz hasn't missed today since 2015. Yeah. And here, I've already missed. Guys like us, uh, Jason, it's very simple. Do it in the morning.
0: That's the first thing.
1: That's it because then you never forget. You never forget. So, Like if you see my routine, and it's always the same. I'm up at five thirty. You know, I'm, I'm that's my first half hour. It's prayers when I go. And it depends on what I train because if I go on a treadmill, that's where I do some readings because I can because I incline walk. So it's not running, but incline walking. Go the highest incline, and I just walk, which is also very hard.
0: And that has to really reading while doing incline walking has to be a really good exercise for focusing the power of your attention.
1: Everything, yeah, it's constantly. I realize that. When I would uh, be uh, shooting the TV show with Kevin, I did the Kevin Can Wait. I did like 23 episodes with him. I would live in uh, Long Island uh, for a bit for the show. And then what I would do is always um, grab the script and walk. Because if you're walking, and especially if you walk, for instance, in the forest or somewhere else where you have to watch your feet, and then you, you memorize much better. Something is about, if you need to focus in another direction as well, it gives you really good focus to memorize. And the difference is bizarre. Like if I would, and also when I work out, and if I don't work out, it takes me, let's say, uh, for, uh, I used to do this daily scripture I memorize, you know, but it, and it would take me like. I don't know, 12 minutes to, to get it in there. But if I would first uh, hike a hill and I come back, I'll do it in half the time. So working out is one of the most best, best things you can do for memorization as well. But doing it simultaneously. And studying while you work out. That's it. I always do two things at once. Well, that's because I think
0: I have ADHD. You must have ADHD. Yeah. I, even as a kid, my dad would come in and say, shut yeah. off the TV and study. I couldn't study with the TV. I yeah. needed something or I needed to be in a loud place.
1: Yeah, but you know, I, I like to cut time with everything I do. If like, for instance, my, I have the elevators close to my door, front door. If I get out, I first walk to the elevator, push the button, then I go back to the door, lock the door. So that time I save now, you see, it's 10 seconds or five seconds. It makes no sense. But everything is programmed to save time, save time. So if I walk, I'm reading. If I walk, I'm memorizing. If I walk at the dock, I'm doing a rosary. I can do that as well. If I stretch, if I do a rosary and I sit at home, I'll stretch simultaneously. And it's really good on the Thursday and the Friday because that's the sorrowful mysteries and you're a lot of pain you know, with the stretching. Right. So you see, I always try to, if I go to the sauna, there's always prayers, there's always memorization. I'll never just sit by myself or I decide to do Meditate. meditation. Yeah, but most of the time that doesn't happen. I do that in, a, in bed.
0: But I think the common denominator in all of this is... I was listening to Father Schmitz. Uh, he he did a video on Exodus 90, and he talked about the difference between working out and training. And he said, well, well tr- you train to do something else better. Yep. So when I'm listening to everything you're doing, it's as if you're training to do something else better. You're being a steward of your time for something else, and that something else, I think, is the key of what it is to be a man.
1: 100%,
0: yeah. So what is the something else? Why are you stewarding your time so perfectly? Why are you still in perfect physical condition even though you've a professional if I remember asking you how many root canals have you had? I've had like eight. Mm. You're like, None, I just didn't get hit in the face. Yeah,
1: no, because I, you know, I'm not afraid to get hit in the face. Listen, I never had an eight count, I've never been down. So, I was, yeah, but it's, it's just in the gym. Movement. Did
0: anyone ever get a lucky shot? It hit me in the gym? hard,
1: yeah, but not, never down, never in your
0: entire career. You've never been no, down, no. unbelievable. So, so, but what is this thing? The thing at the end of the stewardship of your time, the rosary every day.
1: I think it's, it's magnanimity, right? That's I love that word, striving for excellence. You that know? is a and great you, word. I'm it's a
0: hard uh, word to say, magnanimity. Yeah. Magnanimity,
1: yeah. And I really love it, and I like to be that person as soon as I find out. Okay, this is the line I used like, in talks, right? What kind of man I want to be? I want to be a man who is in control of his weaknesses, vices, and imperfections. A man who is not a, a slave to his passions, desires, and emotions, but a real man who is in control of himself. And if you break that line down and you really truly are in control of everything, meaning you're sitting here, AC is broke. It's really freaking hot. No complaint. Why would you complain? All these things that we're doing, making faces, screaming while we're hitting. Well, um, um, you know, if you're in pain, right. We go, ah, and we make this crazy face. It's all unnecessary stuff. It was, it's all from when we were right there. Now yeah. don't
0: show anything.
1: D- don't show anything. No. Why would you? And if you have that, like my, my students, it's for instance, uh, I call it poker face. If they hit it back, they're not allowed to make faces. Because once you start making faces, you're telling your face, your mind also something. Complete relaxation. If they do weights, heavy weights, they're not allowed to make faces. Every muscle needs to be relaxed, except the ones that they're using at that particular moment. And that's how I train them. So they're completely in control the whole time, keep their mind relaxed, face relaxed. That's what the O2 trainer, for instance, you know, that's a breathing device with resistance breathing. In. I have it right here. You're going to show me how to use this, bad so boy. So if, if you do that with, with resistance the first time, you start flexing your neck and your muscles because you're using a lot of power. But then re- you suddenly you start realizing, wait, I don't need that at all. I just need to flex my breathing muscles. So your technique becomes better. Now it's everything is relaxed. Every muscle is relaxed. And the only muscles you use, is your diaphragm and your intercostal muscles, you see, so everything has a reason, I want to be the guy who's perfectly in control because I know how hard it is to attain, you know, and I hope I can ever attain it, it's like in the beginning of fighting, I never thought I could become a champion, I never realized that, and then suddenly some few things happened, and I realized, whoa, I'm much better than I was, than I thought I was, and that's when I became a champion, and with, with the faith, has been the same, every step forward, three steps back, once I really dove into it, because the little pride things, not the big pride things, the little ones, you know, somebody holds it, you hold the door open for somebody and he, and he doesn't say thank you, you know, officially, you know, if, you, if you're upset, you're not doing it for the right reasons, you do it because you love them, you don't do it for a thank you. you, and all these little things I had to stop, you know, why am I doing why am I getting angry, it makes no sense, somebody cuts me off, why am I getting angry, why am I getting angry if somebody cuts me off, but if I'm sitting shotgun and my friend drives and they cut him off, I start laughing. Oh, so I see there's a personal attack. See, that's pride again. How dare you do that to me? Those little pride things, they upset me. And that I want to have that under control. I don't want to be that guy. I hate it when I but I see somebody, even though when they look really weird and they're stupid and they're screaming and they do something really weird, I don't want to judge. You know, but you do it. But I do it now for like a second and immediately I catch myself. Okay, do it. Stop doing this. How stupid are you? So I want to be completely under control. And now I realize as in fighting what I never knew before, I can be a saint. We can. It's just a lot of hard work. And it's just a lot of suffering. And the suffering is saying no to the things uh, that give pleasure, but steer you away from God. That's my definition personally of suffering. And and you said
0: be a saint and magnanimity. So those are, that's an easier way to say be magnanimous is be a saint.
1: Be a, that's it. But once you're a saint, you maintain that, those guys were the man. Those were the real... I'd look at the, 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 the knights, of, you know... I mean, there were a lot of saints there, and they were perfectly in order. They were freaking warriors, but at home, they were the nicest people to put the wives Gentle, on the pedestal, did everything high. for they the They would kids. wear a
0: little scrap of, oh. I see your scapular, have a piece of fabric from their I wife or their mother.
1: Yep, you see, and that's where we need to go back to. And the problem is that everybody thinks, oh, that, oh, but Jesus is okay with it because he said in 2,000 years and he knows how weak we are. No, no, Jesus is, right? He's outside time and space. So what he said 2,000 years ago, he's saying exactly the same right now because he doesn't have time and space. He is. And it's the same for the devil, for everybody else. That's why the devil has all the time in the world as well because yeah. there is no time. Yeah, and he knew. <laughs> and,
0: and the devil knew her grandpa. If and he's like, you... I got his grandpa with this. I oh. got his dad with this. this. I know this family.
1: Yeah, it's 30 years. There's uh, nothing for me. Get it's that nothing. young,
0: that beautiful woman. Ready, action. Let her walk past <laughs> his view. Oh, I got him. Yeah. This family's simple. They
1: have time in the world because there is no time.
0: So, boss, you said something to me that, that I think is very important, because this is something that I have struggled with. You said um, two steps forward, three steps back. Yeah. I think it is pride that we expect more from ourselves than others. And um, because you're boss root and you're on the Jason Jones show, there's going to be guys that have never listened to the show before that are going to go to Exodus 90 backslash boss, mm-hmm. and they're going to sign up. And that's, that's what I wanted to have you on, because I want every man to do this. They're, they're not going to – they're going to drop – they're going to miss days of, of holy hour. They're going to miss days of cold showers because it's 20 degrees below zero outside and yep. the water – they're going to go, never mind. Um, they're going to say bigger things. Let's be honest. Like, bigger things. They're wrestling with drug addiction or alcohol uh, alcoholism. And they're going to say, I'm not going to drink. And then they're going to drink. Yeah. Um, or they, they're having an affair on their wife. They're going to break up with their girlfriend, and then they're going to go back. Yeah. What do you say to men who – want to be holy they want to be kind they want to be gentle they want to be just they want to be faithful they want to be chaste. but you know they're gonna slip they're gonna fall on their face they're gonna feel like they're a loser Oh, i can't be like bashroud like i I was like i can't bashroud how many years i i already missed a day what do we say to these guys who like me you know all of us like you when
1: one thing Yeah, Speak one thing. Okay. It's like if you have five things and you want to save them all and you want to all do them, it's not possible. Okay. You have time. Don't worry about it. Work about it. What is the worst thing that's bothering you right now? Oh, I have an extra marital affair. Let's say it's that. Okay. Okay. Stop that. And don't focus on the other ones. Keep drinking, whatever. You know, (laughs) that's what, but most of the time. There's
0: a guy right now going, well, I want to quit the the drinking then. How about, no, (laughs) no, you quit the 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 affair. You quit the affair. Well,
1: the thing is this. The, the drinking and the affair most of the time has something in common, right? Yeah, yeah. Because once you drink, you lower your standards, and that's when you make the mistakes. So mm-hmm. most of the time, mm-hmm. it's like trying to stop a drug and an al- and alcohol. It's never going to work. You got to stop the alcohol first, and then you can stop drug. Ah, because otherwise, okay. the combination, most of the time, alcohol enhances it, right? Yeah. Whatever drug you're taking, and you know that, and that's why you're doing both. So you got to first stop the drinking, and once that's cut, and listen, I'm a pro in that, because I used to be all that. All cocaine, all this, all that. I did everything wrong right? And drinking. But once I realized drinking is the gateway, it's not weed. It's not, That's all BS. That's what the government said. It's alcohol. Yes. Alcohol is the reason pretty much for everything. If you go to a cop and and you ask cop how many people are in jail for doing stupid stuff under the influence, it's 85 to
0: 90%. And who looks better? Your alcoholic friend or your pot smoking friend?
1: exactly 100 yeah. percent. yeah right a, a pot is not some of my pot smoking you.
0: friends are really good look i'm like what's going on here
1: yeah but they don't want a gateway to heroin that's what the, exactly. the cover yeah. would say it's yeah. not there's 100 percent. it's, 100%, it's yeah. not you know what the gateway to heroin alcohol. is alcohol you lower your standards that's when you cheat that's when you do cheat on yourself that everything you do wrong is with alcohol when i went to my first confession father justin um it was two hours and twenty minutes. A Norbertine priest, the great Norbertine first priest. confession. <laughs> my oh. my best
0: friend went to his first confession after twenty years of war, <laughs> oh, and it shit. changed his life.
1: It was it was. I was sweating bullets. I was I was. I had the whole uh, script. I would start with a light one, a light one, and hit a hard one. Pull back to a little lesser one, you know. Like oh, that's, that's smart. Sort of, yeah. Give
0: me Father Fry. I'm i sweating. Uh, I'm sweating. I'm sweating I binge watched and... Yellowstone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my buddy. My buddy said, you got to call me when you're done, right? Uh, because I want to see oh. how you feel. Is your breathing in, you know, in charity or your opener? So anyway, when I went in, it was blue skies, not a cloud in the sky. When I came out, it was raining. So I told my buddy, I go like, listen, dude, this is awesome. I mean, it's blue skies. I come out after that. He's washing away my sins. And my buddy goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> I go, what, 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 what? He says, you made God cry, dude. <laughs> Your friend's like building <laughs> an arc. He's <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> There's another there was one call. moment that I'm sitting there and I'm talking and I'm sweating bullets because I'm so nervous about saying my stuff. I fought Justin. just and it was a fan on the ground and he just keeps his eyes locked with me and he's leaning over and he turns the fan towards me while not looking at the fan. You know, He knew I was, uh, I was sweating bullets. But, you know, it's true. Once you do that... And That's why I love confession. You never want to go back and have the same ones, you see. And that's when I, to stop. And and especially with like if I would drink a lot, I would go to confession because I wouldn't don't want to do it.
0: How right. long did it take you after you said I'm going to quit drinking?
1: Well, I never quit. I mean, I, you, I'm I, going to I'm stop abusing drunk. alcohol. Yeah. That's how
0: long it. did it take you to get that under control? Right out the gate, or did no, you have some stumbles? No, that
1: took a while. That took a while. I think that was, uh, oof, like, two years in or something. Once I start understanding really the principles. You know, and then I was a slave to it. I was a weak person. You know. I, 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 okay, so I said this about alcohol, right? I said it's your slave to alcohol because the alcohol tells you to drink, drink, drink me, and you do it. So that means you're a slave. And then yeah. one guy reacted. He says, "Well, the, says the person who uh, doesn't understand alcoholics." I go, oh yeah, I only struggled with it for 15 or 20 years, whatever, right? I'm, I'm drunk every single day. I would drink, you have no idea what I could drink. Two bottles of tequila, 12, f- 24 Heineken, all in one sitting. I mean, it was insane, you know. It's constantly drinking, drinking, drinking. So I know, but it's willpower that takes you out. And I know what he's going to say. He's going to say, yeah, but I have the gene. And, you know, and I said, that's all the weak people who say that. I can't stand that. No, every single person alcoholic who got out of it got out of it because of willpower. That's yes. it. So, yes, you have the gene. Yeah, they, okay. didn't, they didn't
0: give them an injection. That no, fixed no it. No they no didn't go that? through gene therapy. you still
1: freaking drink. You're doing it. Stop that, you know? And once you have willpower, but if you tell yourself the whole time, no, but I have the gene. I have the 10% of the people. Yeah, of course, you're never going to get stolen. It's just with up.
0: everything, right? Like the parents who want to say, oh, my kid has this disability, that disability. Make, you know what? Whatever. I was diagnosed with ADHD, dyslexia. I have face blindness. Yep. Those are all opportunities for me. Different ways of thinking, different ways of learning. And, I, and my whole family struggled. When I just went to the doctor for my annual physical, they go, is there diabetes in your family? I said, no, alcoholism that leads to diabetes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I mean, yeah. all the men get diabetes in their 60s because they've been drunk for 35 years. Yep. Um, but you know what? When I say I don't want to drink, I don't drink. I went three years only drinking water. Yeah. Um, so that's good for men to hear. I, there's a young man I'm going to have on my show that I used to train with in Hawaii. Big Samoan kid, charming. I really got to like him. I trained with him. Only, only two guys ever dropped me with a body shot. Once was at the World Tournament Uh-oh. in Japan. And this big Samoan kid a couple of years ago. And he's been wrestling with drug addiction, crystal meth, all of this. All the time I was training with him, I didn't know. And he was documenting his uh, progress on Instagram. And 160 days in, he some, for some reason slipped and went back to the drugs and I didn't hear from him for a month, and a month later, he was back on Instagram, looked like a whole different man, gained yeah. weight, was broken. he says, here we go again, guys, day one, I'm starting over.
1: That's and, it. Uh, yeah. But you see how tough? That's yeah, toughness.
0: That's t- he's a tough guy.
1: You know, you're falling, and get back on the freaking horse. And that's what you need to do, you know? And, and don't feel sorry for yourself, and, oh, my father, my this is going on. I have an, a cousin like that, and he's got nothing in his life. He's like, uh, motorist skills are gone, he can't do anything. He's been always been bullied a lot as a kid. He, they tied him to a tree when he was like 12 years old. Let him the whole night sit in a tree in the middle of a forest, naked. That's what they did to him. Where was brother. this? This is in Holland.
0: I'm not going to Holland, dude. It's, dude these kids it's, are it's, bullies in Holland. We need he, to do some he, PSA campaigns and he's in Holland.
1: Still, he's like the 50th time now. He's in again, you know. And mm-hmm. it started with heroin. It started with heroin, and then it became alcohol. He would drink. Oh, dude, he would drink 26 half liters. 20, so it's 13 liters. That's give or take three, gall- three and a quarter gallon of 11% alcohol beer. A day? Every day. So he ballooned up. This kid was like 160. But He fought. He was motoric skill set. He could never ride a bike, could never do anything, but he fought. You know who, who took care of that? Yours uh, truly uh, here, right here. You know how I did it? He, his best time of the year was he would go, come a week to our home. I'm his favorite uh, cousin. And it, it was allowed for him. His mom would give him a week to my mom and dad, and he would spend a week with us. <clears throat> so one day I wanted him to start training, but I didn't know what to do. So I heard him coming up the stairs. I had this plan. I put on a mask. I jumped in my closet. I, came, I, I jumped out of my closet. Okay, yeah, just, i give him the panel. Uh, <laughs> boss comes out of the closet <laughs> yeah. on
0: the Jason Jones show.
1: So I hear him come up, and he's in my room, and I hear him say, hey, boss, boss. And suddenly I burst out of the door, and I go, oh, shit, you know, and I pulled the mask off. And I see him, and I go, oh, what are you doing here? And he goes, oh, no, no, he no, just arrived. I go, dude, dude, where were you? He said, oh, nothing, nothing, there's nothing going on. He says, no, 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 what were you doing? I said, dude, there is nothing going on. Don't worry about it. So he kept pressing, and he said, what is it? I go, you can't tell anybody. He goes, what do you mean? So he, they said they never, he could never swim, right? That's what was the first thing. He could never swim, ride a bike. Couldn't. How old were you guys? I think I was maybe 14 or so Okay. I
0: and he, how old was he? Uh,
1: 10, okay. 11, 11, Okay. So I said, okay, this is not a regular uh, closet. It's a teleporter. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, it goes to Mars. I'm helped the resistance there in Mars <laughs> because you know they have some bad people and we're trying to fight him. I want to help. I want to help. He said, you can't. Why not? I said, 80% of Mars is water. You need to know how to swim. <laughs> he came back next year. He knew how to swim. And I started oh. doing push-ups, and then he started fighting. Then he started competing in Thai boxing. And he became the, the favorite from a lot of people because his technique, really not good. Swinging for the fences. but he had heart, man. And people, I can't now. They would beat him, beat him, beat him, and he would not quit. They would start running out of gas, and then he would come, and he started knocking Rope-a-dope. Him. He'd that, rope-a-dope. That was, the most curious, that was the coolest thing ever. So this guy, unfortunately, has been in a lot of crap. But that is like, okay. He was doing really well. COVID hit. He's got no friends, no nothing. No, you know, I go, okay, this is going to go wrong. And of course, it went wrong with a few months. But still, he was holding on for a while. If he's got everything in line, it's good. But, you know, if one thing starts, they use it as, as an excuse, you know. And then the whole thing starts again. And I know these excuses because I did them. You know, you find a way And it's to not that it the okay. excuses aren't real. Yeah.
0: They're real thing. You know, once a guy came up to me after one of my speeches and said, he was real snarky. He said, Well, I was raised in a good Catholic family and I never did any of that. I guess, you know, people like those with a great story arc.
1: They say, oh, wow, Matthew, what, seven? What five? Don't yeah. judge, or you'll be No, judged. he was saying nice. people like
0: those with a good you have a good story arc, but he said in a real snarky way. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah. So if you're like, yo, I'm in I'm in Egypt in the mud with the pigs, well, guess what? Yeah. You got a good story. Yeah. And that story is going to help other people. Like, that's what always motivated me. I said, if it wasn't for my focus on my kids or my siblings or my wife, I would be living above a bar in Costa Rica smelling like tequila Yeah, right now. Um, so it's the thought that, okay, that's what got me through college. I had a room roommate who um, almost made the Olympic boxing team. I used to do jujitsu with him. He's going to listen to the show. He's a really neat guy, Jason. Um Great name. Yeah, uh, Jason Soder, <laughs> good guy. He, we, were, we were doing jujitsu. We were rolling at, the, uh, at Helson's place in like 93. He goes, I'm – He's Greek from Chicago. I'm like, you own a restaurant? He's like, yeah, my family owns Five Faces, which is like the best girl place in Chicago. And But he said to me one day, like, I'm like, do you like college? He goes, nah, I just want to be a fighter. But, you know, in my family, you don't have a choice. Everyone graduates college. If he didn't tell me that, there's no way I would have finished college. Yeah. I just remember thinking, oh, my siblings are having a really rough life right now. I'm the oldest. If I graduate college, they'll graduate college. Yeah, yeah, Smart. And my sister said to me jason if you didn't graduate college there's no way i would have graduated college and so if you're if you're wor- worried more about your cousin who's smoking crystal meth or yep. or whoever in your life the best way to help them is to help yourself yeah let them see your story
1: yeah well with him you know exactly with my yeah. cousin that happened you know because i started giving him tips to say, listen because for him okay i gotta go into. I have a family he doesn't have a family I can be drunk. I can't be on the drugs the whole time with my family. I can't, you know. Also, I would like to pursue a career. Can't do that, you know. So I started make coming up with these things. That, but the best thing that helped me ever was when I got back to the faith. That was at forty-nine. When I was forty-nine, think about that. That's like almost uh, that's nine years ago, and uh, and that's when I got really strong with it because then I realized, you know, I'm a I'm a pussy. That's it. Pussy, I call myself. <laughs> pusillanimous. Lack of courage or determination. You know, yeah, that's you're it. Puce anomalous. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, let's, let's man up and let's not use any stupid excuse anymore <coughs> and start with one thing at a time. You know, I have like five, six things. Let's start with the biggest one and start working on it. So, that. if
0: you work the night shift uh, in Minnesota or Sweden and you're like, I want to do Exodus 90, but I'm coming home covered in dirt and grime and the water comes out of my pipes almost frozen. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not doing the cold showers. You're like, well, then pick something. Yeah. Go there and do it. Do the holy hour. Do the daily rosary. Pick something.
1: Yeah, but I, uh, uh, okay, that's a good one. What because I,
0: did, I loved about your video. You said you think you're man. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a man. And then you're like, all right, cold showers. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> like, how Everybody drops. Yeah.
1: No, but okay. So with Exodus 90, you have 90 days. Let's say you have five things. Yeah. Why don't you plan them out over 90 days? At the very end of the 90 days, you'll all get rid of everything. So if everything together is much too hard, pick one in the beginning, like the cold showers, you know, and then maybe don't do it. But then once every two days, it's not that bad. Once you're used to it, it's all mindset. It's simply doing. Now I do have to say this, right? (laughs) So I was in California and it's the same as new Braunfels right now. You know, it's, it's, it's really not cold. It it really, it isn't, you know, and it was in California either. It was cold, but nothing uh, noteworthy. Then we went to help father ribberger, and it was in the middle of Exodus, like, two years ago. Uh, on his land, he had a lot of uh, sheds that needed to be taken down and all that stuff. So we went over there, and it was minus 20 there. Yeah, right. That's what I'm talking about. And There's
0: guys doing Exodus 90 who it's, like, negative 20 degrees. Dude!
1: You the did it. It was the most insane thing. It was so cold, but you know what you do.
0: Did you feel great though after? Oh
1: yeah, no. But literally, my muscles would lock up in the beginning. So it was, it was, and then it was also the, you know, what the BS water. I hate that when they make soft water in the hotel. They do that to, to oh yeah, yeah. So the soap doesn't wash off. Why did? Oh, I, I hate that. that. Yeah, I no. hate that. You know, and especially with cold water, it's never. And I, I didn't care anymore. I
0: always think it's just me. I'm like, this can't be for everybody. This isn't right. No, it's no, taking no, me it's seven hours everybody. to get the soap
1: off. No, that's everybody has the same thing. Yeah. But but this thing in, in in Japan, for instance, in prison there it's a different prison. You want a shower? You want to have? They have a portable shower. They push it up against your door, and you have one minute. So what they do? They make themselves wet, stop the water, then they soap themselves up, and then they go further. That's what I started doing when it was minus twenty, and now here I don't. I stay on purpose while I soap in it because it's it's a sissy, you know. It's like whatever. It could be sixty degrees. Who cares? Sixty degrees. Those guys. Yeah, That's no, really those cold.
0: are no. I have friends who tell me like, Jason, you don't <laughs> understand. I live in Buffalo, New York. These yeah. cold showers are unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it's really, really cold. But, but you, like I said, do it once every three days or whatever, you know. Stuff. Or my wife tries to help me with all these r- breaking the rules. Right? She goes, so why don't you go in the sauna downstairs first, and oh, then you go in the cold shower? This is I go, how it starts, no, right? I don't want this. This is how there. we got Mardi Gras. That's it. This is yeah. how we got Mardi
0: Gras. This is the yeah. Mardi Gras version of the cold shower. Yeah. It's like. Or uh, better yet, why don't you just do 300 burpees?
1: That's it, and then do it. Oh, <laughs> no! But what you know oh. What I do now? I bring this little weight, I, egg weights. You know those things? Oh, you got them too. Hold on, hold on, boss okay he's gonna grab them oh! oh which one you got the sissy ones you got the two and a half pounds okay I got no, both. i'm got good because i got the two and a half pounds look 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 but the ones i showed you are the sissy ones oh no, they're the sissies, yeah but i love them i <laughs> wish i would have bought these in the beginning because can i put hard. that on my wikipedia jason <laughs>
0: jones is a sissy quote boss rooting.
1: but it's they're awesome right so i walk, yeah. I, walk I walk uh at night i bring these I to with,
0: hotels that's why i do the best. Yeah.
1: and i i, I walk <laughs> with them in one arm. Because they're for, for, the right for arm. shadow boxing, guys. Yeah. They're, little, they're little egg oh, weights. and then. Then if you do the two and a half pounds, you, there's no way you can do 10 rounds. It's yeah. really hard. But my arm still needs to fire here because my nerves, nerve, dam, nerve damage from four neck surgeries. So at night, when I walk the dog, like yesterday, I walk with the two and a half pound one, and I just constantly, for 45 minutes, I'm constantly triggering my arm to start firing. You see? And then when I come home, it's a little bit... Which one yeah, is I just Yeah, that's
0: the two and a half pounder.
1: This is a two and a half powder? It should be, yeah. Uh, no, no, I think this is a two powder. Okay. Yeah, I have a, because mine is a little thick. I would love to have this as two and a half because it's better. You can hold it better. Mine you is can, a you can have that bigger. one. Mine's a little bigger. I like it. Yeah, keep it. That's <laughs> For your walks. <laughs> Mine's a little bigger. Like we're 16-year-old kids now. And we say, oh, no, mine is a little bigger. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Boss Street, and... All That's right, nice, there we right? go. Yeah. yeah. Egg weights. But you see, but then when I come home, I'm a little bit clammy because I've been doing like freaking a thousand yeah. of these light curls, and then I go into the cold shower. You see? So it's kind of, you know. Yeah, that's it. That's, I
0: think I just found the way, guys, to handle the cold showers. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Trust me. And that's how bad cold showers are to me. 300 burpees to make a cold shower. Not so bad, it seems worth it.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, 300, bro. I'll do 300 burpees. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll do the cold shower. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like, You're serious? No, I'm dead serious. Yeah. That cold shower for me is intense. Yeah. I don't know about most guys, but for me, that's the most difficult part and of the world. You've been whole a deal. surfer, everything.
1: I don't understand that. You know, you. I'm
0: from Chicago. Yeah, I yeah. think just, I think in Hawaii, we don't have cold water. That's true.
1: That's I true. mean,
0: the coldest water is pleasant. <laughs>
1: it's like it's freaking 78 or something. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. The yeah, coldest. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was there on New Year's it was like 82. I was oh, swimming with the freaking fish in the morning oh. like snorkeling, doing my rosary while I'm snorkeling, you know. Oh, by that yourself. Is unbelievable. That's oh, a good idea. Yeah, it's
0: so nice. Wow, the first yeah, luminous mystery below to the me, baptism. You, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I don't see the stingrays rising. oh, this is so beautiful. Hail Mary full of grace, lunch with thee. <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: So, where were we? We're talking about... Okay, so we're talking about how to be a man. Yep. And did you always think you were a good man, though? Did Did yeah. you think I have to be a good man? Were you like, nah, I'm a good man.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think I never treated people... I never beat up somebody who didn't deserve it. It was yeah. always something they start. I've always been the guy who didn't want to fight. I'll give you three, four times. No, 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 no. And then when they push, I'll go. Yeah, you know, and I'll make sure it's it's going to be memorized. People going. And watch. again, it's not
0: because you're afraid of them. You're afraid of you.
1: And yeah, I just no, I don't like to fight. Yeah. Why would I fight? If I, you know, it's it makes no sense to me. And especially if somebody's drunk, I said, please don't.
0: And that's what I always tell the young guys in the gym. I said, you going out to a bar and starting a fight. Would be like when you train six days a week, daydream about fighting, studying fights on YouTube, doing strength and conditioning. It would be like a tennis player going to a nightclub, shoving somebody and going, Hey, what, bro? You like play tennis?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you wanna play
0: it. tennis, bro? Yeah. You're like, I don't play tennis. Yeah. yeah, bro, let's play tennis. Are you a man? Play- yeah. No, you can't do that. That's not proving anything. That's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, so yeah, why would you wanna fight? It's like, Hey, hey, you don't fight. I do. Let's not do this. It's like, why would you want to play tennis if you're a pro tennis player with some guy who's yeah. never picked up a racket? It's the silliest thing it's, in the world. But
1: it's, I always say that to people. I say, I've been doing this my whole life. So the chance you're going to win, is not going to be... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's good. Cool. Yeah, you might sucker punch me maybe and I go down. I don't know. But I, I've been hit with a baseball bat with a freaking big Coca-Cola bottle glass one. Which I've never been out. So I don't know. But I guess but may, it everybody can, can go out, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, so no, it's...
0: Uh, I got knocked out by Antifa at an event. Someone hit me from behind with... the the motorcycle helmet. I was told.
1: Yeah,
0: I got flashed. That was the only time I've ever been knocked out with the headshot.
1: You see, that's how tough they are. They never have the uh, the balls to do it in your face. Yeah, you know, it's, it's very sad people. Very sad people. And then they scream with the the microphones in your face. And if you do something, they try to sue you. You know, that's that's that shows how tough those people really are. They're nobodies. Those are the people online with the fake fighting because they'll never have the cojones to do it in your face. You know. That's yeah, and I just the really. They, but and this
0: is, this is a whole other story, but. Again, it's all of us could be young people. I'm really worried for young people today because they they never had a chance to play outside. They never have free time or leisure. When we were kids, at least I had a lot of time. We didn't have TV. You had TV, but there were maybe an hour and a half of programming a week that you wanted to watch other yeah. than Saturday morning cartoons, yep. which meant you were outside. It's My son said, Dad, you know, my generation has all this these screens your generation had footballs and your grandparents generation had sticks. Yep. And that's true. And I'd rather my kids play with sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look at these young people who are just so angry and lost and confused and kind of like zombies yep. with pity. And that's why I think Exodus 90 is so great. And those of us who find it most challenging are the ones that most need to do it.
1: This is the thing, like Mike Dolce, right? Mike Dolce the, is the, 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 the very famous uh, coach, the nutrition coach. And, and and a personal trainer. He's actually in our group also with the Exodus doing it right now. <coughs> right now, that yeah. is awesome. And he's, um, you know, people come into him. They say, "No, I don't have an hour. I don't have an hour." And he always does the same thing. He says, "Can you unlock your phone for me?" They unlock the phone, Ooh. and he goes to the screen time. He says, "Oh, you were eight hours today on the phone." You say you don't have an hour or forty-five minutes, and they look at him and go, "That's what I mean." And that's what happens when you do Exodus ninety. Like when you when I did the first time the Exodus ninety, you can watch my internet. I mean, I cut down social media 80%. You know, I do a funny picture here and there. That's it. You won't see a video picture of me looking away in the distance, contemplating about my next movie. You, you know, all that stuff, stupid stuff. It's gone. You know, I promote stuff. That's what I'm doing. And if I see Oh, so it forever funny,
0: changed your social media habits? Completely. Oh, yeah. Oh, forever. I'm
1: almost never because people I try to contact but me. But when
0: you do post something, it's like 10,000 likes and
1: shares. Yeah, and... but it depends also. This is the crazy. This is how you see how bad the world is right now. If I make a funny picture, I had this kid, a, a baby, a baby standing, like maybe he's like 12, 14 months old and he with a diaper and he has a phone, a cell phone in his hand and in the back of his diaper, he has a gun <laughs> and it says, this kid is way too young to have a cell phone, you know? <laughs> and I have like hundred and eighty. That's pretty thousand. funny though. Is this funny? It's pretty you know? funny. <laughs> but then when I post something for charity to help some people and uh, from homeless people to yeah. get some money, I got 435, not thousand yeah, likes. That's the problem right now we're living in. They scroll right through. If I flip people up and I make a crazy picture with my middle fingers, if I would do that, which I don't, because I don't more profanity, no more that stuff, mm. I, I will rack everything up. Like last time somebody said to me, I said, but bus, there was literally a reaction to the Exodus uh, 90 uh, video that I made. He says, but we we love you because all the stupid stuff you did in the past, so what are we going to do now? I go, well, then unfollow me. Yeah, I have plenty of people doing stupid things on, on social media. Yeah, yeah, Go to TikTok, you'll see there. <laughs> You think honey boo boo was weird? Well, now you got freaking a million of them everywhere. Yeah. It's sorrowful. No, and this, you know, awesome. I think
0: about social media where, you know, physicists say if you look at something, you change
1: it. Have yeah. you ever heard that? No.
0: Yeah, in physics, uh, there's this, I don't understand it because I could barely get through algebra and geometry, but if you observe something, the observation changes it. The Native Americans would say, you know, they believed if you took your picture, they would take your soul. So now think if, you know, and you're a movie star, you're a professional athlete. If looking at something changes it, if if being out there with your photograph being seen by a million people takes something from you, and in a way, I think it does. I think so, too. Yeah, Especially yeah. these young people, you know. When, think of the, all of the foolishness that we did as teenagers. Um, if we we're up there forever, how it would hurt our children, how it would hurt our spouse, spouse. This is what these young people are going to have to deal with. And that's why, like you are such a good example in things like Exodus ninety, um, because I feel more than the young people more than anyone they need they really need to escape from slavery. What I loved about how the Exodus ninety book starts is how in Scripture it talks about how the Jews were strong, very strong, and they were and, afraid of them, and the Pharaoh was afraid, afraid of them. Yeah, give so them a lot of just because you're strong doesn't mean you're not a slave.
1: That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, we're all we're all slaves. It's it's you know once you realize that. That's when you become strong. I don't want to slave to anybody. That's what I said in the video, and it's really it to anything or anybody. And that control to have that control, how cool would that be? You know. So yeah, and, and, and talking about mixed martial of martial arts in, in general. You remember in the beginning when you when you start training, you've been in street fights because now you could fight. But the better you get, the less you get in street fights. It's really weird how that works, right? You get stronger and stronger, and you realize eh, it's kind of not fair to do. And I'm gonna stop. Oh, the guy's a complete douche. He hits a woman, you know, and how it's like a friend of mine. He was just um, he was sitting in a restaurant, and there was a guy sitting there. This was this was this week. A guy sitting there with his wife and his, his like six-year-old daughter, and he was calling his wife and daughter the C-word, and he was like, shut and I, I, I was and then my friend said, Yeah, I, I I had to do something. I said, What did you do? <laughs> he says, I just walked over and I whispered in his ear. I says, one more word if you want to pound your head to the table here. The guy wanted to get up, but then he saw my body was a big guy, and he goes like, and then he puts his head down and called it defeat. And my body said, "You should respect your wife and kid. What you're doing right now is so wrong." The guy was just broken down. He was just sitting there at the table. You see, and I would then at that moment, I'll take it a step further. I'll walk outside with the guy because I want to have his license plate. And I'm going to make sure that I know where he lives because I'm going to tell the cops because if now his wife's going to up show up at a shiner or something. I want somebody to go after that. Yeah. You see? So, but the <laughs> fact that you, normally people don't do that anymore, and thankfully my buddy was there, who doesn't care, because...
0: No, people, remember when there's somebody was beheaded on a Greyhound bus in Canada like 10 years ago with a pocket knife? A bus full of people watched someone murdered.
1: And nobody did anything. And no one did anything. See how... That's the the word I love is
0: thumos, spiritedness. We we lack spiritedness. I love what I loved about the martial, the, the, the kyokushinkai of all martial arts. What I liked about it the most. I love Muay Thai for its gentleness and its. When I mean gentleness, you'll know if you do it. The Thai and the coaches. It's very playful. It's a brutal martial art, but there's really a joy and a gentleness and a playfulness about it. That's what I love about Muay Thai. What I love about Jiu Jitsu is, it's the skinny. Banquet waiter covered in tattoos who's 160 pounds can strangle me yep. regardless mm-hmm. of his athleticism. What I loved about Kyokushin was it developed spiritedness. yep And I think that's what we are missing today more than anything. And you cannot be a good man unless you're without spiritedness. Mm-hmm. The world needs good men. That family needed that man at that moment. And that man yeah. needed him, right?
1: Oh, 100%. Because if we listened to it, he goes, like, if he steps back from the situation and he sees himself do that, you know, if somebody does that. I remember I was at a, a New Year, uh, 4th of July party. I was shooting the movie The Eliminator with Michael Rooker. It was my first leading part. Long time ago in 2001. And I'm with the family. We're in, um, in Florida, in Orlando, Florida, shooting in the middle of the jungle, super hot. But the 4th of July was there. And we go to this, uh, we're all at the same. We a sort kind of park with houses and there is this pool at this place. And there were a whole bunch of, you know, well, not not such a clean people there. A whole bunch, And that was okay. Everything was okay, but very uh, very loud. But they were all fun. But there was one guy sitting with his glasses. And it started with one of his. Uh, he has a son and a daughter, and the son sprayed him with a water gun, and he lost it. And he got angry. So now he's already. I'm thinking, okay, this guy needs to slow down. This, he's at a pool with his kid. His kid has a water gun, sprays water on him, and he gets aggressive towards his kid. So I already, I'm now, yo, ding, 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 my spider senses go. Then my daughter is in that po- in the same pool and his daughter is in there as well. His daughter is about one and a half years old and she has one of those floaty devices on and she's floating on her belly. She's drowning. And he, the only thing he needed to stop, to do, is step in, like 30, uh, one foot water, grab her and put her straight but I'm standing from far away and he tries to get the attention from his son who's in that water.
0: Oh my God. And gosh. he's
1: screaming, screaming. The kid doesn't do anything. And he throws a ball at his son as hard as he can on his head. And it ricocheted against my daughter's head. And I jump in a pool. I grab the kid. I put it over. I go, that's the only thing you need to do. Ash. And I got in his face and it was like, I had a force. Field. It was so funny because my wife just went to the restroom and we came out. The whole place was quiet. It's going to happen. I, go, eh, I think something, <laughs> you know? your wife's like, here we go again. <laughs> But I went into his face. It was almost like I had a force field. I, I like He, he would f- fly backwards. From, <laughs> it was that Kung Fu. Oh. You were and, doing that like... But the whole time, he grabbed a chair, and he was sitting at the pool watching his kid. I, because I told him, I said, you're at a pool with your kids. The 4th of July, they're enjoying it. You're an aggressive person. You can't even handle the water in the face. Your kid almost drowned if I wouldn't have pulled her out. You threw the ball. I mean, you are out of freaking control. And he felt so bad. I guarantee you. Well, not guaranteed, but... That moment, he was sitting the whole time watching his kids. He completely changed. And,
0: you know, this, this is going back to Exodus. That guy's a slave. Yeah. Either to his boss. To his anger. To, uh, to yeah. alcohol. Something is making him short-tempered. Yeah. Something is making him angry. Something is making it so he's not present. I have been this way in my life. I try to explain it to my kids when there's a troubled kid in the neighborhood or a troubled parent in the neighborhood. Um, I say, listen, we don't know what's going on in their workplace. You know, we have this life here where... I only report to my board of directors and my supporters.
1: Yep.
0: Um, I founded this organization. Mom work, doesn't have a job. She stays, she homeschools and cares for the household. Yep. You guys are homeschooled. You don't have bosses. We, have con- we, we hire tutors and coaches and others to come to the house to help us. Yep. But I can fire them. They don't tell us what to do. Yep. Other families, mom has two jobs, dad has two jobs, and each job has at least one boss. Each kid that goes to school, they each have five teachers and then the administrators. There's a hundred people meddling in that home. Yep. And so when they're angry, when they're stressed out, um, when they're short-tempered, when they're not present, it's because they're slaves.
1: And, and, and anger is a big one. Anger is like emotional. That's why you see everybody's crazy because it feeds. It gives you more pleasure almost for your serotonin, as I hear, than to, to have a good time. So that's why everybody shoots into the negative direction because they keep on feeding it. And then we have the stupid phones that feeds everything that you want. So if you hate the president, they feed you everything that hates the president. If you love the president, they feed you everything that loves the president. You see, whatever you enjoy, that's what the phone, go on your Instagram.
0: It's actually not even what you enjoy. If you hate the president, they give you everything that's the president. If you love the president, they give you everything about the no. next guy you hate, they they like they know we respond more to hate.
1: That's it, always. Oh, hate is, is the way to go. Look at your, you, you, you're posting a, tw- a tweet. That's what I always say, right? You get 150 great reactions, and there's one bad one. Guess where the attention is going?
0: Yeah. Not it's so hard f- to, like, just walk away you, you, for me. See. That's yeah. why I'm not on Twitter. Yeah. I told my friend, if I was on Twitter, I'd be in prison for murder. Because the way I see people talk to each other, if somebody talked to me that way, I I, I would be on a plane...
1: Yeah, but To their house, going, what did you just say to me? Imagine being that person. You know, imagine being a person. The guys who, no, imagine being a person that, uh, that you have a different political view than him and he doesn't know you and he sees a post of yours and he goes on your post to talk crap. You know, it's like the, some atheists do, uh, you know, I post something about uh, Catholicism. What kind of person goes out of their way to say, that's pride, you see, that's pride right there up to the highest thing. And then, and then they say, ha ha ha, lol. And you know, while they're typing lol, they're freaking angry. They're, ha ha, lol, <laughs> your mother. you mother. Know, that's how they type. It's not like they go, ha ha ha, ha this guy is stupid, look at. No, no, no. They're full with anger and they try to convince you that they're laughing at you, but they're not. They're in complete stress, and it's all fake. They will never do that to a person on the street. So all the no, I've never see, in my
0: life nobody... had people talk to me the way that you can get talked to every single that. day, all day on they're social all media.
1: Tough guys because they're protected. The guys in the big trucks and the guys in the big as soon as they step out, it's like oh oh.
0: Or they reply to like they'll write. To, I write an article. I spend six days working on an article with dyslexia. It takes me quite a while to like map this thing out and get it published. And then they'll use an anonymous account to call me oh. a stupid coward. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, who's the, I just who's wrote something coward? under my own name. It <laughs> took me eight hours. It yeah. was published at a news site. And you're responding an anonymous account. But then I feel I have pride, too, that I can't just let it slide off my back. No,
1: but what you should think is what person would do that. Yeah. It's a very sad person. That's what I think. And I do think that. And then I get even more
0: mad that I would let such a pathetic person. And so it's, but that's my pride. Like I recognize, I have never in my life went on someone else's Twitter and contradicted them or insulted them. Whatever to ever And never would. But I do think I still obviously struggle with pride. So when they comment on me, I'm like, how does this idiot have the nerve to comment on me when I should just say, delete, block, adios, amigos.
1: Oh, I did it yesterday. I also, and I don't need to do it, but I don't want to come back to it. Yeah. Uh, to a post, and then I, uh, I just give it the whole thing. So it starts with saying I, I promoted the Wapo whiskey. Now, right, and then the people go. Some people go like, mm-hmm. "Well, you just said that you don't drink, and you said that you condone uh, other people drinking." And I go, "I give you a hundred bucks if you show me what video I said that, you know." But then since I don't want to come back to that post anymore and wait, they don't like answer, nuance. I say yeah, right like away, nuance. I said I wasn't getting drunk anymore, and I never said that people cannot drink. I never said that. Now, why would I say that? I said, but I'll give you a hundred bucks if you can find it, you see, but still I explained it. And then as soon as I hit set, I go, Why do I even explain it to a person like that? If they don't see take the time to simply listen because they're assuming they know the answer. No, it's not. They don't I, want
0: the answer though, boss, right? They want to they know you didn't they, contradict yourself. They don't want to hear nuance. Yep. Yeah. They want they want everyone to be extreme. So what you said is you need to moderate drinking. They they hear you saying you should never drink. Yeah. And um they don't want people, in social media, we're not allowed to express nuance.
1: Truth. You can't speak truth anymore. Yeah, you can't That's speak good. truth. You can speak because, anything oh
0: anything but truth. You know, I shared an Irish Times article yesterday, a true story from an a newspaper in Ireland, or three days ago. This was God's grace, though. The day Exodus 90 began, I got banned from Facebook oh, wow. uh, for 30 days or something for just sharing an article from Ireland, a newspaper in Ireland on how Pfizer's leaked documents from Pfizer show that they knew that there were adverse effects. Oh wow! They banned me for simply sharing an article published in a newspaper without comment.
1: Yeah, huh? That's interesting.
0: That's Did interesting. they ban it because it was not <laughs> true?
1: I wonder. Yeah,
0: I wonder if they banned it because it was not true or because but it was true. Now was everybody knows it's true.
1: You see, but that's but the stupid people don't. There's these people with the heads, and and they had to shut. And instead of saying, "Listen," like my friends, they go. They tricked me, boss. I wish I would have never done it. Oh, okay, good. You got it. But the people who keep on fighting back, I go, look at the side. of it. It's proven now. There's more people who died yes, uh, who, who who had the shot.
0: That's true. Than, and
1: then, you know, if you go to the fact check website, because I did that, because this is the best. They don't even deny it anymore. What they say is, yeah, but it's because more people got the COVID shot. I go, whoa, 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 well, let's back up here. You said it was 98% effective. And if it was 98% effective, that would have never happened all that stuff. You see what I mean? So they don't even say that anymore. They just The gaslighting yeah,
0: is like that. so unbelievable. And it said the saddest thing I've ever saw was this week on Twitter. A guy said, I wish I was a conspiracy theorist last year. Yep. Because I'm, now I'm dying of heart failure. Yep. She and it was a young, handsome oh, guy, oh, guy. Young, handsome guy. And um, it's heartbreaking. You know, the people that I think about most when it's this desire to be a man is like me. The kids that were born to single moms, latchkey homes. I was raised by television, but in my day, that was Saturday morning cartoons and three TV facts of life, different strokes and what's happening or something like that was it. I was raised by media uh, and Black Belt Magazine, Muscle and Fitness Magazine. Well, if I was born to my mother, a 16-year-old girl today, or in say 2000, I would have been raised by Twitter. I would have been raised by Instagram. I would have been raised by TikTok. I would have been raised by 24-7 cable completely wrong with you. and 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 i would have never played outside i would have never walked through the woods take in you the rain the schools, take everything out yeah and and i was okay. raised in a godless home and an, a home antagonistic to god but i had and you know we didn't have money but i was allowed to play i was allowed to wander and think i was allowed to have my experiences with women happened in a sort of natural, inorganic way because the only pornography we really had was the Sears catalog. And then every 24 months or so, the Playboy magazine, or if you were really lucky, Penthouse, would fall from the sky. And in eighth grade, somebody found a, a French... Yeah. Pornography magazine, and that was like
1: I, we had this, like what you said, you know, you have a magazine and a woman in lingerie, and I would think that you could buy the woman for that money. What it would say, you know, I go, like, the things you do as a kid, you know, yeah, so tiny.
0: Well, but think today, <clears throat> think, think today, right? It's, um,
1: no, it's way worse. Now it's, it's, it's we would
0: have been just raised with, uh, you know, um pornography and yep. mass media and so our we wouldn't have had it we wouldn't have played baseball football and basketball all day so we would not have known how to really have relationships with men i wouldn't have we would have been just addled with pornography so our discovering women would have been perverted yep. um, serious. so this is who i really i'm worried about so this generation more than anything needs this exodus 90 they really are slaves yep. and we're not saying they're not strong that's how exodus 90 begins like you're strong by the way, you don't him. want a, who wants a no. weak slave?
1: No, but that's the thing. Yeah, you want a
0: strong slave. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, but that's the same with women. If they like to control their men, you know, they go like, "Be careful what you wish for," because you're not going to respect them anymore. You know, and it's of course, the other way around as well. Oh, my wife does everything what I want. Well, do you, you don't you respect your wife? It needs to be an even thing here. You know, so well once the respect goes, well then the love goes because then it's for the, because it's so easy to have.
0: So, yeah. so, boss, we only have a couple more minutes left. Oh, by the way, I want you to see, we're, we're in not in, in my office. We're not in my studio. We're in the homeschool, half homeschool study area, half gym. And when I was a boy, I wanted to be a strong man. I wanted to have a safe home for my children. And my dream home was a home with a bench, uh, some weights, a heavy bag, a pull-up bar, and where I could hang out with my boys and work Look out. Look at you now. And this is, you boss. it. This is, I'm living the dream oh, you right here. The, you got the neck thing. I do. I have the it. iron neck, yeah. I've been using the I, iron neck. Yeah. Do you, do you use the iron neck? No, but
1: I would love to, you know, because it's, uh, I, I hear good things about it. And with My neck for neck surgeries would be a good thing, actually. Well,
0: after this, if you want to try it, you yeah, know. Yeah, I would love to. It's, um, look at this, and I want to show you, I got this. He's got
1: the boss with his big book of combat. Yeah, I found
0: that in a um, in Hawaii in a bookstore, and uh, you're going to have to sign it. It's an awesome book. It is. It seems like... Uh,
1: Stomp kicked to the face. <laughs> oh, this is street fighting things. <laughs> yeah, pretty violent. Oh, this is funny. I don't even have... I should have one. I, I'm going to look one up. Oh, this well, hey, you can have
0: that one, boss. You can, if you can't uh, find one, that's your book.
1: I'm going to go... Well, You just keep...
0: <laughs> I have the part two of that book somewhere, too. There's a part two, I, There's I believe. There's two of them, yeah. Yeah, I have, the, I have the part two. So well, as we wrap this up, oh, so what I was going to say is this is my dream. There I got my little, the, uh, the, the piano for my daughter. They have the piano teacher coming in. And um, I just, you know, I, this is what I dreamt of as a boy. When my mom, you know, my dad went off to the Army when I was two and um, was gone for many years. And my mom would be married, was, got remarried before I was two, I think. And um, whenever things were chaotic in my house, I would just go into my bed five years old, four years old, seven years old, ten years old, and I would daydream about the kind of home I would have. I wanted to be a strong man. I wanted to protect my family. I wanted to have my children to be in a safe home with a refrigerator filled with food. Now we have three refrigerators filled with food. When you have seven kids, you need a lot of refrigerators, more than one (laughs) filled with food. But by God's grace, I'm happy. But yet, in so many ways, I'm still a slave.
1: Oh, me too. It's like I'm... Don't people don't think that I got everything under control. I always yeah. tell this. you're you, When well, you got it under control? No, we're striving for it. Yeah. The magnanimity part, but it's, it's going to take work. But that's a great thing. Yeah. You know, nothing that comes easy is fulfilling. Nothing. It isn't. So if you have to struggle for things, it's the best. That's why... You know what they're doing right now with schools, lowering the standards and all that stuff, no. and everybody gets surprised. It's so bad for people. It's, it's the dumbest. Could standard. you imagine if the
0: Catholic Church did that with saints? They lowered the standards. They're like, well, well, they're already doing it. right? He went to mass sometimes, he was so you know. They they was...
1: Latin mass. Let's take that out. Let's take yeah. scriptures out. Like they already started it. They're watering it down. And young people want higher standards. Hundred percent. That's
0: why they're following Boss Root and David Goggins and all and Joe Rogan because they really, really, really want to be challenged. And I feel like the church, the The hierarchy has not, but then all of a sudden the lady, I I don't know who even is behind Exodus 90, but this is genius. It's genius, yeah. Because men want to be challenged. Yep. Young men love to be challenged. I remember when in gym class when they would bring girls in and then we'd have to compete with girls, all the jocks would just go sit on the side of the gym. Yep. I'm not going to play dodgeball with girls. Why would I even pretend to do that? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to accidentally hit a girl in the face throwing a dodgeball as hard as I can. Not anymore.
1: Ugh. Now they, to now they would call me a bigot. They yeah. would say,
0: how dare you not zing the ball as hard as you can at that girl's face.
1: Yeah, but that's, you see, that's a big problem. Yeah. You, can't the, you can't be a gentleman anymore. You can't open the door. You can't, you know, be gallant, you know, because... Oh, that, you, what
0: a good word. You've given us three great words, gallant, <laughs> magnanimity. What was the other one you dropped on us? A gallant magnanimity. Oh, wow. There was another one. Actually, in
1: there. I wrote it down. I, I wrote down today the three big words that I'm going to use in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we need Boss's big book of words. Uh, yeah, well, that's a very thin book. <laughs> I'm Dutch. I'm just using all the information that the easiest things to say.
0: All right, here's who I want. I want to end this with Boss. I'm thinking of the guy that is the priest who's listening, who is trapped in some kind of sin or the Catholic layman or someone who's never been to church a day in his life that thinks, uh, you know, I'm, I shouldn't say this on my own podcast, right? Pause the next 30 seconds if you got a kid in the car. So I'm writing my autobiography for uh, Sophia Press, and I wrote on the, 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 the title, the working title is On Rocky Soil, the spiritual autobiography from someone you may not meet in heaven. And on the first page I wrote for myself because I can't put it in the book, like what am I trying to communicate? Okay, guys, this is what you want to turn it down for your kids. What I'm trying to communicate is I'm a piece of shit. Yep. And I don't want to be. I want to be holy. Yep. And I want to write a book for men and women, young people and old people who who know, turn it down, guys. I'm a piece of shit. Or they feel like I'm a piece of shit. I'm just the world's biggest loser. Yep. How could God love me? And so that's who I want to do Exodus 90 with us. Someone who's like, you know what? I'm the guy at the pool that was yelling at his kid and, uh, and locked in my own head. I'm the guy I'm 16 years old at a high school. And I, and I love boss rootin, man. I got to admit, I'm the bully at my school. Um, that's who I want to really engage in this Exodus 90. I'm the guy who I'm addicted to heroin. I'm smoking crystal methamphetamine. Uh, I'm stealing from my employer uh, that's the guy I want to jump into this and say you're not.
1: You're not. Listen, I, if you go back in time, like for me now, also with my kids, you know, I I party a lot, and that's time you can't get back anymore, and I, I'm regretting it every single day. And thankfully, I had a really great wife. Have a really great wife. Thirty years we together, and she's she's always been there for the kids. You know, this with women, like we have a career, great, have a career, but first the kids. Say, yeah, but a career is important. No, there's nothing more important than raising a kid. Done. If you say this, don't get kids because you got the wrong frame of mind to start uh, to be a parent. Nothing more important than raising a kid. You see, so the stupidity I did was partying was more important. Yes, and I come home and I'm dancing with the kids and I'm never a bad guy when I drink, but still, I'm not a man. I'm not a, not a husband, not a good father, you know, because I'm an idiot. I'm doing it. And I wish that those things that I, I didn't do. So if you are a person who's doing all that, You know, you're kind of wasting time. Once you see the light, you're going to start really blaming yourself. Like I have every day, I think, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that, you know, and and regret. And listen, when you go to confession, it's all out there. But still, these things hurt me. But the only way for me to handle it is simply say, listen, yes, it happened. I know now. Let's not make that mistake again and go do the opposite now. Now I spent more time and more time. You see, so learn from the mistakes. Uh, Everybody made them. The people who made way more mistakes than you did did way worse stuff than you did. Kill people. I mean, try to come back from that one. You know, especially if you become a decent person. Like if you have no morals, yeah, that's no problem. But I mean, for instance, Phil Baroni. You heard that story, right? Yeah. Yeah. So killed a girl now. Unbelievable. uh, On the drugs. You know, I know Phil. I know. I know he's he will. He's already in prison now. In his own head, he's in prison. That's going to be very hard. Should he go to prison? Sure, because he, he did it. You know, you have to do it. I'm not saying that. But I mean, imagine, imagine you're in your click crazy thing and you kill a person. And boss,
0: you know, there's people listening to this who oh, did. Guaranteed. Yeah. Like, okay, so.
1: But again, you but, can flip it around. And yeah, you can Paul,
0: make- Paul held, encouraged them to kill Stephen when he held their coats and goaded them on.
1: Yeah, yeah, there you go. See?
0: You know, and wrote most of the New Testament. Yep. How great is that about our faith? Yep. Like, who would pick those guys? And he
1: became the strongest <laughs> freaking Paul.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the, he was even worse to me than the guys that stoned him. He just kind of was the troll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was, was the instigator. troll. He was he the was instigator. Like doing, that you know? didn't have the it's courage okay. to yeah. do it himself, but he yeah. got the mob. That's even worse. Yeah, that's worse, yeah. Sure. Yeah, and he wrote half the New, over half the New Testament. Yeah. How great is that?
1: That's, that's what I mean. If a guy like that can come back, you can come back, you know, and do something good with it, you know? I mean, Michael Vick and all this stuff, you know, the stuff that you had, the most horrible stuff, I hope. But it seemed to me when I saw him, not, not personally, but in the show, to me it felt like, yeah, he sees it now, what a piece of crap he was. You can't do that to dogs, you know? I mean, the yeah. most horrible stuff. So all of them, they will see it. Now, you have some of these people who are just simply too much ego and they will never see it. That's really sorrowful, isn't it? That's because that's, that's, that's a really bad... They're going to go so... that's the. This is the thing why people... Still sin, that's what I always say. It's because you don't believe there's heaven, you don't believe it's 100% real. You're just doing it now because if you knew 100% that everything that you know, you wouldn't lie, you wouldn't do all these things like 100% proof without a doubt. Jesus wakes up in the morning, stands next to your bed, say, hey, boss, don't go here. Like Lady Fatima opens up the ground and then it shows hell. No, 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 you want to go there, so heaven. You think anybody would step by the line? No, of course not. You see what I mean. So if you're 100% important in your belief, but we're watering things down, we say, yeah, but you know what? All the things that I do, I gotta do to myself. And I, I, at oh. least I don't do it to other people. Doing it to yourself is as bad as doing it to somebody else in the eyes of Jesus. Because we're all the same, right? Whatever you did not do for the least of those, you did not do it to me. That's what he said. So we're all the same. So even if you're using drugs on yourself, it's the same as doing it to somebody it's, else. Uh, that's interesting, it's, it's
0: the same as you're forced shoving it down your kid's throat.
1: That's it. 100%. So, you know, get off of that. Because you're God's Stop, child. Dude, you're dude.
0: shoving drugs down God's child's throat.
1: Your body that you got from the Holy Spirit. And it's not going to be
0: easy, guys. It's hard. It's and you're going to fail because probably. I think so. Pray since, God you don't. And I'm not encouraging you to.
1: Since 2014, I've been still busy. It's a struggle. But you know what? I'm a 90% better guy than I was. Yeah. And I still get 5% to go and the 5% with me still big. <laughs> it's you know i've been a crazy man so but it's fixing it's fixing it's fixing it and it's just doing it Pick one thing and just be the man man up dude that's what i literally tell myself if i push down like workouts i don't want to work out anymore i hate workout because i did it too much and everything is hurting and i don't want to yeah. do it anymore but i know that if i work out while i don't want to work out i'm not only going to be physically stronger now i'm going to make myself mentally stronger as well because i do something that I don't want to do. It is so good to do things that you don't want to do because that's how you grow in strength. So, boss,
0: this goes to the thing I asked you earlier, and I think it was we got to the answer right now, which is why do you steward your time? Why do you press the elevator and then go lock the door and then come back to the elevator? Why haven't you missed the rosary since 2015? It's because you really believe in heaven.
1: I really perfect. At, at those moments that I go, that I think, do I, why would I still do this? If I, if I would, you see what I mean? It's... But I, I, it's a feeling. You know, once you see the personal, the physical attacks that I had with the spirit, that's a whole different story. A curtain flying in front of my face up to the freaking ceiling. Like, in my face. I saw a person walk in my house. I thought it was my wife, and, and it wasn't. So I was going to go through the whole house finding it, but there's nobody there. You know, once I had that experience, I knew, okay, this is not life. This is not life. My daughter, we go to a new house. I don't know if I've ever told you, we go to a new house. In, in California, and the first night she sleeps upstairs. because co- She comes down with my other daughter, we're having breakfast, and I say, hey, how was your first night? And she goes, oh, it was great, I just had a visit from two boys. And I go, okay, so you're talking about spirits then? She goes, yeah. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa uh, you're not freaking out? He goes, no, no, they were nice. I go, how old? 16, 17? I go, oh, you're not freaking out? She says, no, no, they're very nice, but one kept playing on the bed, and I asked him, please, to stop, and then he stopped, and it was okay. So I'm looking at my wife, I go down, i Pull the computer up. If something ever happened, well, in 2001, four kids—a boy, uh, three three boys and a girl—with a car went through the wall next to our house. Two of them died. Two boys, 16 and 17 years old. Oh, we had no clue.
0: Cool. Oh, that be, How you know, you, was you, that? You shared this story on my podcast last time you we were on, and I didn't know how the audience would respond, and I got so many messages from people who shared me that that they had similar experiences
1: it's so crazy if you
0: think that all we are is matter time and chance you're crazy i'm not saying you all have to believe in the catholic faith the way i believe belief is a gift from god it's grace but you cannot believe that flowers and poetry and and the waltz
1: yeah (laughs) yeah
0: you can't believe that all of this is the product it's not of time, matter, and chance. No, no,
1: no you, no. you
0: have to believe that we're maybe on Elon Musk's laptop and he's a kid, he made a game and he lives on Mars. That's more believable to me yeah. than we're just time matter. That doesn't make well, any sense. That's
1: my thing when I say with irreducible complexity, right? It's like when you imagine we're landing on Mars and the astronauts are walking on the Mars to the sand and suddenly they bounce into it. And for the sake of this exercise, we don't know what a clothespin is, right? And he bounces into a clothespin. He says, hey, look at this crazy thing. Goes, look, if I squeeze it, it opens up and the other side, oh, I, hey, look, I, I can put it on my finger. That's funny. Hey, we can hang dry clothes with this. You know, so if, if they go like, that's a weird <laughs> thing. What do you believe they think? Do you think like, hey, over billions of years... You know, there was a storm, there was wood, and it came home and two identical symmetric pieces fell next to each other. Then a coil of ball of iron came and somehow through the storm and with the heat and with the fire, whatever it is, over billions of years, it took a long time, it coiled up and it clicked perfectly. Or do you think they're going to say, somebody put it there? And then everybody's going to go, yeah, somebody put it there. Well, that's three pieces. Think about an eye, two million pieces. Think about DNA. The think cell. about the connection I just saw it, the latest picture, picture
0: of the cell. In? Have you seen it? it?
1: It's the most it looks
0: like a megatropolis city. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I'm going to show you after the show. This new, yeah. The new technology in which they take a picture of the cell. Come on. The cell
1: is more complex than the yeah, body. But, but when they said that the, uh, the life came from one cell, my answer is uh, you got to admit there's one very intelligent cell then, right? And never oh, back to God. <laughs> yeah, because of one cell. Yeah. And when you look, I could see 100
0: years ago, oh, okay, I guess the cell is just a thing. And yeah. It, But now you can't believe that.
1: No, it's, it's important. If you believe that, that clothespin was put there, but you don't believe that life, life. And and think about the human body. What was there first? We want to break it down? If we say we're not created, what's first the skin? How did the skin get alive? Wait, they need a heart, right? They need blood to go to the skin. Okay, so, but then they need bones. Doesn't it get eaten by other animals? No, that was the first one. Okay, so how does it stay? Well, it's got to be in the water, because the water at least can give him food, right? That's through the skin. Well, when do the bones come in? And the liver? and did what, How did that come together? If you think about it, you're going like, you got to be insane to believe that. They came from one cell, and it grew, and then came, and from the same cell became a plant, also, and a tree. And come on, guys!
0: And then there's people listening right now. Who go, okay, maybe I believe in God, but I think He just left us. If if there was a God there, He would have talked to us.
1: He did. He did. He did talk to but us. But
0: He did. And you're like, well, I don't. I don't. I don't believe He talked to us. I mean, God did talk to us, and He talked to us through a people, through a through a family, through a tribe, through a kingdom, through a people, through a church, through His revealed religion. He's talked to us.
1: No, but a friend of mine, he's Jewish. And he uh, and they said to me, uh, I told him, I said, I was there, the first, the chicken or the egg? He says, the chicken. This was before I converted. And I go, where does it come from? He says, boss, the chicken was first. God created a chicken, not an egg. And I go, got me. He got me. <laughs> that's a, oh, that's good. That's a good one, right? He says, he yeah. did not say, here's an egg. He says, Th- that there's the chicken. a chicken. That is so,
0: true. That yeah? is really a good point.
1: So I love that.
0: God did not say that. that that's the riddle solved. <laughs> the riddle
1: is solved. Chicken at the Chicken, chicken. I know. I, you know chicken. what?
0: Until uh, 30 seconds ago, I would have said, I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: that's, now it. I know.
1: Now you know. Yeah. That's, that's that unbelievable.
0: Okay, boss. give us the, uh, uh, first of all, how do we sign up for Exodus 90?
1: Exodus 90. So Exodus, spell that out, 90, uh, dot com slash boss bas that's my name comes from Sebastian sounds really cool here it's a very common name in Holland they name dogs boss I always tell people so here it's cool there it's a very, it's like the number 12 name or something it's a really common name
0: so, okay, we go, and don't use as an excuse, we'll start at January 9th. That's the first excuse you need to get out of your head. That's it's, it. It's rolling. Okay, jump in.
1: Jump in right now. Jump who, in do, the who boat. Yeah. If you want to make up for those three days, make up for the three days. If you don't, you just do three days longer if you really want to yeah, do it. Yeah,
0: don't use that. I know some guys are like,
1: oh, I'll do it next time. It. Yeah. There's no next time, guys. They're Trust the same me. with people who say, mm-hmm. I'm going to work out uh, after the weekend. Yeah. I say, why don't you start now?
0: Yeah. You know what? This is like now. getting baptized when you're uh, 50. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Yeah. You,
0: okay. Great. You you lack you you missed out on three days of cold showers. That's a blessing. That's <laughs> yeah. a grace. Well,
1: if you're a tough guy, you're gonna add them at the. Yeah. If you're end. a but tough guy, whatever, you're gonna you're, add. If you're a sissy, it. you don't. But that's okay. Uh, yeah. So, you,
0: <laughs> boss, call me a sissy twice. All right. So, and then we got this. The O2 trainer, boss. Oh. This is important, especially. Yeah. In the, I I don't. I, I know you may not want to say this, but when I first became interested in the O2 trainer, was with COVID. Yep. Yeah. And they were sold out then. I believe. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, I want to exercise my lungs. And I took my conditioning. The army beat running out of me. But once COVID came, I took conditioning my lungs very seriously. And then I got COVID and COVID pneumonia and almost died. And who knows if adding running to my workout when COVID erupted had any role in keeping me alive. Maybe um, but the O2 trainer, makes. Your, tell, tell us what this O2 trainer does.
1: Okay, so first of all, uh, I always start with a bunch of facts. So fact one is that uh, there's nothing more important than breathing. It's the number one priority in the body. It's the one if you don't do for three, four minutes, you're dead. The second one is water, and the third one is food. That's the survival rule of three. right? Three weeks without food, three days without water, three minutes without oxygen. Fact number two, your lungs don't do anything by themselves. There's no muscle in your lung. We all have strong lungs. You can't have strong lungs. You can have healthy lungs, but you can have strong lungs, but there's no muscle in the lung. The way for your body to open up, your lungs to open up, is by chest expansion. And there's a vacuum between the body and the lungs, and if you expand, that vacuum opens up your lungs. Now, the expansion is done by the diaphragm, for inhaling, of course, uh, by the diaphragm and your intercostal muscles, your external intercostal muscles, which are the muscles in between your ribs. So, this means that if you expand your chest, it doesn't expand because you put air in them, your chest expands, and that's how you pull the air in. So, get it. If you go to O2Trainer.com, there's a video. Why? uh, What does the O2 Trainer do for you? And I explain it with graphics. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's an eye opener. People are going to go, dude, I wish I would have seen this video. I wish I would have seen the video a long time ago when I was fighting because I was breathing wrong. Fact number three all these facts that I'm saying right now are clinically published medical journals, all 100% proven. Um, Your lungs don't do anything, but 95% of the people are breathing wrong. Google it. You find it yourself, 95% of people are breathing wrong. When I tell you to take a deep breath, you t- raise, take a deep breath, you raise your shoulders, that's wrong, completely oh. wrong. Yeah. So breathing is done by your diaphragm. Once the most dense, rich, oxygen-rich part of the lungs is at the bottom of your lungs. Four to six shoulder-raising breaths is the same as one diaphragmatic breath. Think about that. You can get up to 5,000, right only your core. Is that right? Only the bottom. Yes. You don't want to raise your shoulder. Once you raise your shoulders, I can improve your breathing. And ninety-five percent of the people do that, so don't worry. Tremendously. I used to do that. I have a video on my website where I was fighting for a world title, and you see me <laughs> reading my. I know shoulders. that video. Yeah, crazy, yeah, crazy. Yeah. You know. Thankfully, I still got him, but you know, I was in trouble there. So that's another effect. Now, now, I'm going to tell you the biggest one. What I like a lot. You know what gassing is? Uh, mm. Metaboreflex. Gassing. You know what happens when you're gassing? Let's say you're running a hill and your legs are getting tired, right? And you're getting tired. Now the body starts taking the oxygenated blood away from your legs. You go, whoa, 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 whoa. why uh, would they do it? Because they send it to your breathing organs. muscles. Uh. Because your breathing muscles are the number one priority in your body. And then you start guessing. By the way, you have 11 pounds of breathing muscles. So, okay, back up. Okay, so how, how do we get in shape? By the way,
0: these just evolved. These 11 pounds of breathing muscles oh, yeah. just evolved.
1: Freaking good. But, but how do you get in shape? Why does your stamina increase? Oh, because I train really hard. Yeah, but what's the reason, right? A lot of people don't know the reason. Well, I tell you the reason. If you work out a muscle over and over again, it becomes more efficient. The word efficient already says it. It uses less oxygen. Okay, so what if I update my 11 pounds of breathing muscles so they don't have to steal the blood anymore, the oxygenated blood? What happens then? That's when your stamina goes up through the roof.
0: All right, so we're going to have the O2 trainer. The website is... O2trainer.com. And uh, there's no code. Just go there. Just go there. Yep. All right. And, um, boss, I cannot thank you enough for coming on my show, brother.
1: You're very welcome, Jason. I I had a great time here. All
0: right. Oh, I got to show you something. I'm going to, I'm going to end the show this way. I'm going to impress you with how masculine I am. I'm wearing the Kyokushin shirt.
1: He's wearing a (laughs) badass shirt. But
0: you're about to get, so this, I got to say, you're.
1: When did you get that shirt?
0: Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> B-Rootin'. Boss Rootin'. I'm wearing a Boss Rootin' tank top, guys. You can't see it. I'm going to give you a Jason Jones Show tank top. There we go. Now, here's the thing, Boss. you got to be buff to wear this shirt. You have. Yeah. Do I I don't pull it off, do I? You do. You do. You're
1: still looking great. Yeah. But
0: but I notice European guys, they, they wear these kind of things that they it's, won't. A, a Swedish guy would wear this even if he's not buff.
1: Yeah, they don't care. But they an American
0: care. guy would have to be buff to wear this tank. Yeah, cap. yeah. Well, in our minds,
1: we need to. You see, they don't care. We do care. That's probably it.
0: Is it? Yeah. yeah like they wear those speedos. That's a, madly see, thing there, that's I, a
1: feminine That's of yours. You know, if you
0: really. I see them wear the speedos. <laughs> I'm not wearing a speedo. I'll see like a 60 year old Swedish guy. Yeah. In Hawaii or the guys from Norway or Germany, they, don't care. they yeah.
1: They simply don't care. They do whatever <laughs> they want to do. power to them. I wish. I, I know. Was like I that. wish I was like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm no. I know. I care. It's the the, the back of the shirt It says, it's only pain, it won't hurt you. And that's the best. You know The Rock? He was one time at 5 a.m. in the gym, and he did hashtag, it's only pain, it won't hurt you. And then he did attach Ruth into it. It was awesome.
0: That is awesome. Well, here's my tank top I'm going to give you, which you don't have to be buff to wear, but you are buff. It's cut that any old American can wear it. So this is the Jason Jones Show, and look what it says on the back. Be vulnerable. That's it. Because to serve the vulnerable, you You have have to, to be willing to become vulnerable. That's it. And and yours says what does it say in the back? It's only pain. It won't hurt you. It goes together. <laughs> yeah. It really, it goes together.
1: And and listen for the Exodus people because since we're both Kyokushin guys, osu, what we say always. It comes. It's not spelled O S S. It's O S U. And it comes from two words. It comes from Oshi. It's a Japanese word for push. And Shinobu is a Japanese word for endure. To push and to endure. And that's what life is. If you want to strive for magnanimity, you want to strive for being a good guy. You need to push and endure. Oh, so there's your, there's your greeting right there well I can't
0: thank you enough boss and speaking of pushing I'm about to be pushed out of the gym slash piano it. homeschool room because the piano teacher's here okay. and you promised my wife we'd be out in time and guys I just want to um, say this episode has been brought to you by the Vulnerable People Project go to thegreatcampaign.org become a monthly donor $18 a month helps us do all the work we're doing from securing churches in Nigeria to caring for the widows and orphans of our Afghan allies killed in action across Afghanistan, standing with the Uyghur in China, you're the backbone of our work, thegreatcampaign.org. Go to iReadeEpoch.com, use the code Jason Jones, your first month subscription, only a dollar. Cool. And as always, as always, if you want the best pillow in the world, best slippers in the world, best robe in the world, go to mypillow.com, use the code Jones, and you get your great deep discounts. Until next time. The Jason Jones
1: Show.
0: This has been The Jason Jones Show, powered by Mudhouse Media.